Hello and welcome to My PGCE, a podcast documenting my journey as a trainee teacher with a special focus on mental health. I am your host, James B. First week of the PGCE, done. Well, I say done, but they gave us a lot of stuff to do and I'm going to have to work through the weekend. So, first Monday to Friday of the PGCE, done. Well, we didn't actually start on Monday because it was a bank holiday. We started on Tuesday. But it's Saturday now and I thought I would do a quick roundup. What I plan to do in this brief episode is first a quick overview of what I've done on the PGCE since Tuesday. Second, a slightly deeper dive into some aspects that caught my attention. Then, I'll talk about my feelings. So be sure to stick around for that. So, like I said, the course started on Tuesday, and we had two days of online lectures. The first day started with a welcome talk which welcomed us to the course and presented an overview of the PGCE curriculum and course structure. Then we were given an overview of the year, part one, which involved introductions to the teaching team, accessing information, course compliance, course structure, school assessment, university assessment, expectations, support, key messages, and then a quiz just to make sure that we'd been paying attention, which I hadn't at that point, but never mind. (laughs) Then we had a starting at school lecture, which was about the sorts of things we should keep in mind and do when we first start in school. Then we had an introduction to the Trainee Development Journal, which is a series of reflective tasks that we must do throughout the year, approximately one every half term. This used to be called the Professional Practice Module, or PDP. Then we had a talk about safeguarding ourselves, in particular online, which was very interesting, and I'll come back to it in just a moment. And then we had a Q&A at the end of the day. So that was the first day of online lectures. The second day started with an overview of the year part two, which just picked up where we'd left off the day before. Then we had a talk about school-based assessment, which explained the new ITT or initial teacher training curriculum and assessment practices. Then we had an introduction to the formative assignment. So this assignment is assessed at master's level. The reflective tasks of the trainee development journal that I mentioned earlier are assessed at honours level, I believe. Okay, this is all still a bit up in the air for me at the moment, but I think that's right. And for our first formative assignment, we need to compare and contrast two different theories of learning in a thousand-word essay. 
Then we had another talk about safeguarding. Not safeguarding ourselves this time, but safeguarding students. After which we were directed to some online safeguarding and prevent training. So prevent is about safeguarding and supporting those vulnerable to radicalization. And then finally, on the second day, we had the opportunity to meet up with representatives of the two main teaching unions, the NEU and the NASUWT. I think they need to work on that acronym. Okay, so that was the first two days of online live lectures. After that, so from Thursday onward, we were given a bunch of asynchronous materials to work through in our own time. I had to look it up, but asynchronous apparently means not at the same time, which is just a fancy way of saying that this stuff was for individual study. These asynchronous materials included, first, a pre-recorded lecture about teaching philosophies. So, for our first reflective task for our trainee development journal, we have to write a 500-word teaching philosophy. Second, some links to subject-specific reading. And I was very happy to see that the book that I'm already halfway through, Mr. Barton's How I Wish I'd Taught Maths, appears on the subject-specific reading list. Then we had a couple of pre-recorded lectures on the curriculum up to COVID and then since COVID. And then finally, a pre-recorded lecture on the principles of planning. How do we plan for learning? So that was all the asynchronous materials that we're to work through in our own time. Okay, so that's an overview of everything that's been thrown at us since Tuesday. Now I'm going to zoom in on a couple of specific things. First, the safeguarding yourself lecture on the first day. So this was all about how to, as a teacher, protect yourself online. And it involved some quite horrible cautionary tales about teachers who didn't protect themselves properly online, or perhaps who were careless online. So I'm going to read you out some of these headlines. First, teacher suspended over sultry Facebook selfies says she couldn't go back to work despite the support of her students. So this was a teacher who posted a picture of herself before a night out, perhaps, and it doesn't look too sultry to me, but she was suspended for it and then ultimately felt she couldn't go back to work. Second, teacher sacked after calling pupils feral on Twitter. She said, Not sure I have the energy or desire to teach feral kids all day. The F is wrong with Crawley children. In another tweet she said, You wouldn't believe the cow face I taught yesterday, or didn't, as she was swiftly kicked out of the class. 
this same teacher also posted a picture of a pupil's work saying, Douchey Year 8 thinks this is an acceptable amount of work to have produced in eight whole weeks. So yeah, I think that behaviour is pretty reprehensible and the sacking in this case was perhaps justified. But I wouldn't say so in this next one. So, teacher sacked for posting picture of herself holding glass of wine and mug of beer on Facebook. So this was a picture of a teacher who was on holiday and she posted on Facebook a picture of herself holding a glass of wine in one hand and a glass of beer in the other with a big cheesy smile on her face. Nothing out of the ordinary, nothing untoward, and yet this teacher was sacked. I couldn't believe it. So certainly there must be some things that teachers shouldn't do. Well, certainly there are some things, many things in fact, that teachers shouldn't do in person or online. But I wouldn't have included this as one of them. It surprised me. And then finally, so on Facebook, a divorced primary school teacher boasted about, quote, getting pissed, dancing and pulling a big black man, end quote. Again, that's pretty bad. And it says here that she was disciplined, although it doesn't say whether she was sacked. But it seems pretty inconsistent if the previous teacher was sacked for posting a picture of herself holding a couple of drinks, yet this one was only disciplined. But anyway, like I said, cautionary tales, which I think put the fear of God into us listening PGCE students. And so I spent much of the rest of the evening and the following day locking down my social media profiles. Now, there wasn't a great deal to lock down. I had my Facebook account permanently disabled only within the last year for trying to upload a picture of Hitler with a philosophical post about whether the villains of history knew they were villains. I'm still fighting that one, but anyway, I had my Facebook account permanently disabled, so I didn't have to worry about that one, because it's inaccessible and will be now forever. But I locked down my Instagram and Twitter accounts. And again, I don't think there's, there is nothing on there that I, don't, that I think would ever compromise me as a teacher. But I was sufficiently scared from hearing those stories that I thought I should lock them down just in case. The second thing I want to zoom in on comes off the back of the safeguarding lecture. And that's the prevent training, the online prevent training we had to do. This was a complete nightmare. Not because the training itself was difficult or harrowing, but because the website kept crashing. It was only meant to take 45 minutes, and yet most of us lost at least three hours, if not longer, just trying to get the web pages to load. I think this was a combination of the facts that, first, the website was very 
graphics and animation heavy. And second, that I think every teacher and every teacher's dog in the country was trying to do their training at the same time. In the end, it was no longer really about learning about how to safeguard people vulnerable to radicalization, but just about getting to the end of this bloody website and getting our certificate so that we could move on to the next thing we had to do. And there were lots of things we had to do. So that was infuriating. I think most of us got round it in the end by trying it at unsociable hours. I think I did mine between 9 and 10 o'clock at night and some others did theirs at like 2am. But we got there in the end. Well, I say we got there. I believe there are some people still struggling with it and others who've just given up entirely. But still. The third and final thing I want to zoom in on is the teaching philosophy. So this is the first reflective task that we need to do for our trainee development journal, which again I think is assessed at honours level. It's a philosophy in the sense of an attitude that will act as a guiding principle for our behaviour as a teacher. Now, I think that this is a very important thing to do as a teacher, but I'm just surprised that they're having us do it so early. So it's due at the end of this month, at which point most of us will have only spent two weeks in the classroom. I mean, some of us may have had significant experience in the classroom before starting on the PGCE, but that's not a necessary requirement. So I'd imagine that a lot of us will have only had two weeks of serious time in the classroom by the time we're due to submit this teaching philosophy. And I think that might be an issue because often you need lots of experience doing something, anything, before your philosophy about what it is you're doing starts to emerge and starts to reveal itself. It's very hard to figure out what your philosophy about something would be before doing it. That's like letting the tail wag the dog. But that said, I think they're going to have us review our teaching philosophy throughout the year, or maybe just at the end of the year. So that would probably be a very helpful task. We can, we can look back and see just how wrong we were at the start of the course. But yes, I guess that remains to be seen. Now, how have I felt during this first week? Mostly, I felt completely lost. They have thrown so much stuff at us that I just didn't know where to start. My head was spinning. I lost all sense of direction. And at times, felt a bit demoralised. But I'd say that was perhaps only in the first two or three days because then several things happened that started to make me feel better. First, and by far foremost, was starting a PGCE student WhatsApp group chat. 
having everyone together in one place and seeing that they're all going through exactly the same emotions made me feel no longer alone. So I still felt lost, but I felt I was lost with company. And it's also a support network. So people are posting all sorts of questions in there and collectively we're figuring out the answers. I'd go as far as to say that it's the single most important resource I feel I have as a PGCE student right now. And I would highly recommend starting such a group chat if you haven't already got one. The group chat has also allowed me to feel gratitude. So in particular, I feel grateful that I'm on the core university-led route rather than the school direct route because the school direct PGCE students were in school pretty much from day one or maybe day two. I think it was Wednesday when they started. And yet they still have to do all of the same work that we have to do. So I feel very grateful that I'm not due to start in school for a couple more weeks yet. Now, something I did yesterday morning, so Friday morning, was go through, well, skim through everything they'd given us. So this included the first two days of online lectures and then also all the asynchronous materials. And I did that in order to come up with a big, exhaustive to-do list. And then once I had everything down in front of me that I needed to do, I could start to prioritize things because much of my anxiety before was down to the fact that I knew I had lots of stuff to be getting on with. I only have a limited time, although not as limited as the school direct students, bless them. But still, I only had a limited amount of time and I wasn't sure which things to be getting on with first. But once I'd made the big to-do list, I could figure out what my priorities were. And I worked out in particular that I need to do my subject-specific reading and the planning reading, both before my first face-to-face subject study session on Tuesday. All the other things can wait for now. So that really helped me orient myself in this sea of resources that the university has thrown at us. And once I'd figured this out, I posted it in the group chat and it seemed to help several other people too. So again, that made me feel good. And with that, I should probably draw a line under this episode because I've got reading to crack on with. But I think I quite liked this format. So giving an overview of the week just gone, zooming in on a few interesting things, and then talking about my feelings. So I'll probably continue with that in the future. See you next Saturday. If you like the episode, please spread the word in person and on social media. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at MyPGCEPod or email MyPGCEPod at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate and review in your directory of choice. Please also consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash mypgcepod and helping fund both the podcast and my PGCE course. Thank you and talk again soon.